welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And y'all know we took a week off. You know, happy Juneteenth. We we was off for a second, but we back with the jump off. You know, we back now. And of course, we're back with a, a, a guest. Because I feel like if we gonna if we gonna leave you for one week, we gotta come back with some fire. <laughs> and best believe, our next guest. It's fire. It's fire. Fire. (laughs) When they say black girl magic, when they say black women don't play, brilliance. Oh, and she's a bruncher. Like the next guest, we are just such a fan of her. And it turns out that she's a fan of us too. So we just want to welcome the big brain, AJ, (laughs) to the show. Hi, AJ. Hey, everyone. (laughs) I was just telling Iman and Sabria that this was very surreal, <laughs> like extremely, because <laughs> I listen, well, I've been listening to Black Girl Brunch for like five years wow. now, so we'll get into all that backstory <laughs> soon. <laughs> well, we are so happy to have you on the show and thank you for supporting us so consistently for so long. Like even before we understood all that like you had your hands in, we knew that you were supporting us. So it's just like, really, thank you. It's a real for us as well. Like you are doing some amazing, amazing things. <laughs> mm-hmm. You really are. And I'm just thank like, you. the fact that you're a fan of us, I'm just like, wow, that is so like, huh, whoa, I feel brilliant. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will be soon to be neighbors also. Yes! Period. Yes! We should talk more about that. I need to hear Let's more about go. that. Let's go. I literally was just telling Iman about my um my escape, my escape <laughs> plan. Um but yeah, it's going to it's going to be scary, but I'm going to do it. Woo! Okay, West Coast hotties oh in the building. Yes. And I'll be visiting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all know West Coast, you wake up to emails at 8 a.m. from 4 a.m. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> from the East Coast. <laughs> and then you get meeting times wrong. So it's okay. The way I'm going, I'm already an hour early to everything. I, they're going to be like, what is wrong with this girl? Because I'm going to be freakishly no, early. No, literally. I'm oh going to be God. freakishly early. See, I feel like it's hard to be early in L.A. I don't know. I'm not actually sure. LA people tap in. Let me know. Let them. Know. Yes, please, <laughs> please let me know because I will be that freak. I like I be early for Zoom meetings. I did notice that people on the West Coast just cared less about time, and my high strung ass was like, "Is anybody looking at the clock?" But I'm like, at the same time, yeah. this is where TV is made, right? Because <laughs> I was doing production at the time, and I was being high strung. But I'm like, no shade. Like they're the real professionals, so maybe I sh- I can learn how to be efficient and not high strung. Like I felt like they didn't care about time, and they was productive. You know. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Low key, I feel like you gotta choose. Ooh, one. I personally, I definitely feel like you gotta choose one. <laughs> I always feel like you have to choose one. That's no, my same. motto. Same. But um, let's. You know what? We we getting right into the girl talk. Let's tell the people who you are. Tell them your name, your profession, social media, website, your your business. Tell them all that you think that they should know. <laughs> well, I'm AJ. I am a Pisces, sun, (laughs) Capricorn, moon, Virgo, rising. (laughs) Um, So that says a lot. Um, I'm originally from Texas. I live in Los Angeles. And I have two sort of buckets, I like to say, of areas of my life. 
actually technically three. Um, the first is that I am a PhD student in chemistry at UCLA. Ow. Um, so I make things, <laughs> uh, my thesis work centers a lot on sunscreens cause that actually, I guess, goes into my second sort of bucket where I am a product developer and owner of an R and D lab called Sula labs, um, named after Tony Morrison. Um, I've been running this business for almost two years now and we develop products for brands, um, that are mainly black owned or are looking to tackle concerns that are mainly faced by dark-skinned consumers, such as hyperpigmentation, um, certain areas of keratinization, and so on. And I also co-founded a wellness brand called Multi, um, in which we make internal and external solutions for wellness ailments like IBS and things like eczema and so on and so forth. So those are my three sort of areas. Oh, and I own a cat. <laughs> and I'm Ghanaian. <laughs> so th that's my life. Brilliant. <laughs> that is amazing. I didn't know Whoa. about your wellness brand. This is so cool. <laughs> Yvonne, I've literally, I feel like I've been messaging you saying you need to start. You know, I'm about to message you back too. I because I think about those, I think <laughs> about you telling me that at least once a week. And I'm yeah, like, maybe just I can. It up. You should do it. All right. We can I mean, talk. it is it is stressful, but everything's stressful, right? Stress, you know, and it is my passion. But I always remember you telling me like I've, I've read your like rationales for like your products and their own point. And I was just like, wow, I know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I know it works for my skin. But the fact that like it's backed by you, Madam PhD student in R&D <laughs> lab. I'm oh, like, what? <laughs> so I, I do not take that lightly. And I'm going to be connecting with you offline. <laughs> Yes, because Iman got Aww, me to change my really skincare so. routine. So, yeah, she definitely knows she's up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Because you just use soaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I just know. Really <laughs> listen, I know everything about y'all at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, jumping in with the first question. What did you want to be as a child? I feel like when people would ask me this question when I was younger, I would always say a musician. And that was really just informed by the fact that I started taking piano lessons when I was three. So I was like, this is what I do. Mm. I also should also be a musician. Um, but as time went on, I actually really wanted to be a writer. And I, I feel like I was always a pretty, honestly, like gifted writer. Like I would win a lot of spelling bees when I was like in elementary school and then in middle school and then in high school. So I was like, okay, writing makes the most sense for me. Um, so I actually ended up publishing a book in high school right before I graduating. Oh and I was like, I'm going to go to college and be a writer. And this is where the whole African parents thing comes in and also low-key leads us into the third question about chemistry being my calling. I never sat down and was like, chemistry is my calling. I got into science because half of it is that I'm a creative. The other half, actually 75% of it, <laughs> is that my parents are African. So they're like, you're going to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a doctor. <laughs> I'm still not a doctor. One day we'll have the doctorate title, but I will not be a medical doctor. Um, when I was in college, I was a biology major, literally by force, because they're like, we're not going to help you. Well, okay. They're like, we're not, we're not going to support the whole college thing unless you do science. I was like, okay, that's fair. You're paying. Like, whatever. I'm 17. <laughs> um, and... <laughs> When I was there, it just came more and more apparent to me, like, I really, really, really don't want to be a doctor. Like, I can't tell you the amount of, like, mental breakdowns I had on this, the amount of crying that I did on this. But 
my university, Northeastern University, shout out, go Huskies. They do this thing called a co-op program, which I think they also do at Drexel. Yep. Um, yeah. Which y'all should, I think, may know about. Yeah. <laughs> yep, they do it at So Drexel. they do this thing where they force you to take six months off of school to go get a real job in your field. And you do this two to three times in your um, education at Northeastern. And I was really excited about this because I'm a very much like experiential learner. Um, but I got really nervous about, I literally, like I'm having a flashback to listening to Black Girl Brunch literally days before making my decision on co-op and every day running, like driving, no, not driving, taking the bus to co-op, listening to Black Girl Brunch. Like y'all don't understand how much of this has just like been in my oh life. My God. But when it came time to make the decision, my, one of my advisors just told me like, why don't you just kind of pick something that you like and add a scientific aspect to it? And before that, I had been a science writer at Ajwa Beauty, which is currently in Sephora. Um, and that was my first, like, real, one of my first real paid writing jobs um, when I was 17. And I was like, maybe I might do something in the skincare industry. And there was one job in the whole co-op system that was skincare. I was like, this is probably my opportunity to marry skincare and, like, science and writing through this particular industry. And so to kind of answer the question... Um, the third question, which is, when did you know chemistry was your calling? I knew it was my calling way, way, way later on when I realized that I can use it as a creative tool to make things the same way that I was with writing. So it very much just kind of fell into place. I, if you would have told me like 10 years ago, like, hey, you're going to own an R&D lab, I would have been like, OK, maybe that make, that makes sense, like for how, how I've been moving. But... <laughs> To, to think that I would be a PhD chemistry student, like all those things, it, it was never something that I set in stone and was like, I'm going to do this one day. It was one of those things where I just kind of had to listen to myself and, and have really, really tough conversations, such as with my parents, like I'm not going to be a doctor and all of those things. So, wow. yeah, it's been a journey, wow. but, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for sticking up for yourself and finding the balance and for, you know, you know, just, just standing up for yourself and for your creativity. I really like that you kind of put together that science and creativity goes hand in hand, because I don't think a lot of us were taught about science in that way. I don't think a lot of us understood the curiosity and like how innovative and how your mind has to be a little bit almost like nonlinear in order to like try new different things. So I just, I'm so happy that it all came together, but I just love a story about someone young and standing up for themselves because it's really not easy standing up to your parents at any age. (laughs) Let's just say at any age, but especially being so young. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if y'all remember. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sabria. No, it's okay. Um, I think I know what you're about to say. Did you, were you talking about you <laughs> No, no, something? you know what I'm about to say. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I definitely remember that. I definitely remember that. And I just cannot believe that, like, we are a part of this journey with you. That is so crazy to think. Isn't that hilarious? So, <laughs> to kind of give some context, um, my first job out of college was working in research and development and formulation at a medical grade um, skincare company, which medical grade we can, you know, sit and talk about what that really means and if that's even real. But I did a lot of clinical trials and so on and so forth. And it was it was tough for me. I mean, not the work, but like the environment and looking around. And this was actually the catalyst that had me start Sula Labs 
looking around and seeing a lot of the clinicals that we did were not necessarily including people with darker skin tones. I didn't really feel that I belonged, not necessarily just in the company, but also in the industry. And I literally wrote to Iman and Sabria. I was like, guys, my work is killing me. My boss is killing me. I don't feel like I made the right decision. What do I do? And they actually responded in an episode and they're like, girl, you need to get out of there, first of all, and do what's right for you. Mm. And I like around the time I serendipitously got like a research grant where they were like, pick a project that marries STEM and social justice and go with that. Wow. And that's what and I was also reading Sula by Toni Morrison. All the pieces fell together. So y'all are literally part of that origin oh story. God. That is so crazy. And like it makes sense with Marion writing. <laughs> And science that you named it Sula Labs. Yes. Um, Exactly. It makes so Mm -hmm. much sense. Um, And as somebody who did go to school for writing, I love that that you actually flipped it and did it in a way to make money. (laughs) Because writing, when I tell you (laughs) this shit is crazy, it is nuts. It's not cute. It's It's not cute. It's definitely nuts. I definitely was thinking with my heart and not logically. But another thing I do love about, and I feel like a boomer saying this, like people that are around your age is that how hard y'all go for yourselves and how I feel like you just, I I feel like y'all were like born rebels and oh my like, god and, it's not easy and you were Pisces for, too. yeah exactly <laughs> and like as for like I guess millennials there were like a few of us who like I know myself and Iman like we were like caused like I was always causing chaos in my school and I felt like so disruptive and like weird oh my gosh for like for the <laughs> things that I did constantly arguing with professors um calling them haters all that kind of stuff and like they I, are though I, they are but i felt so like crazy and i feel like in like for gen z it's not crazy it's like the majority of people are like fuck you and i'm like that's how you should be for like sure. for real oh my gosh it's not i mean i very much identify with iman core <laughs> it's like <laughs> You know, be straight, be straight. And like, I was that kid that would sit down like for hours in the same spot. Like, you know, I like my things a certain way. If I'm told to do something, I'm going to do it. And I'm African. Like, it's not easy to to go against the grain. But like these days, it's just kind of like you're not going to be happy if you don't. And, you know, a lot of people would ask me, why don't you just start a skincare line? But there was a particular line in, in Sula that made me realize that I need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And it was that Sula never competed. She simply sought to help others define themselves. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Wow. So that's kind of where the going against the girl, like that was my confirmation. Oh my goodness. That is beautiful. That is so beautiful. And shout out to you saying Iman Core. I feel like one thing you gotta note about being strict though. You strict about what you want too. Like that's another thing. It's like when yes. I'm following the rules, it's cause I like them. The moment yeah. I don't, yes. <laughs> I'm no budge. I do not budge. So I feel I feel that energy all the way. And again, I'm just so proud of you. And also it's so funny that, you know, we're bringing Tony Morrison into the conversation because 
I listen to audiobooks and I, I like follow a new theme each time, like each year, essentially. Like one year, I'm all about autobiographies. Last year, I was really focused on like a fiction. And then this year, I was like, I want to really mm-hmm. like dive into Toni Morrison and her greatness because it's just like, I know that, Ooh, you know, I know that she's great, but I don't, I haven't really explored this yet and the same like i think next year i'm gonna do harry mm-hmm. potter but anyway i've been li- listening to song of solomon and let's just say i get it right <laughs> i understand i get it this woman is a gift so i would love to know a little bit more about one this you know more about the naming of sula labs but two like what did you need to get started i feel like it's a lot of people out here who feel like they can't do things this big, this glorious, this complicated. So if you can just give us like a high level overview of like how you got started, I think that will help a lot of people feel like, you know what, whatever dream I have, maybe I can do it. Yeah. So I, I always joke that a lot of the things that kind of led to where we are now, were really just lucky, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I mean, you know, I'm sometimes I'm like, let me not say the L word because that's how I know imposter syndrome, right? Creeping around. But at the time, so I mentioned I got a research grant right when I was thinking of quitting my job. So that grant was transparently for $5,650.37. And (laughs) (laughs) it was enough to like rent a tiny, tiny little space. Like I'm talking like 300, 400 square feet. And also to get some hot plates, some beakers, just the basic, basic things. And I had one particular person that I knew who's actually also from Philly. Shout out, Deb. Love you very much. Also, I need to text you back, so I'll be doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but she's from Philly. And I we actually connected because one of my high school friends tweeted, does anyone know a cosmetic chemist? And then she, for some reason, knew Deb and just got us connected. And Deb was like, you kind of have a gift. Like, you should, you should formulate something for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then one client turned into two, two turned into three. And I was really just going off cash flow. All I really needed to get started was my dad to help me move in, a few pieces of equipment in the space, and then every single thing else I just learned along the way. So how do you incorporate an LLC? How do you do taxes? How do you invest money back into the business? How much should I be making off of this? Because at the time I really thought like, all right, I don't have a job. This is going to pay my bills. And that was great for a while until I realized that in order to grow, I really can't be just feeding myself off the business. Um, <laughs> so that's really, I, I, it really took just a few things. Over time, though, I think that same December, and by the way, this was September 2021, that December 2021, I went to Ghana with my family briefly. I got some rest. And I really just sat for two weeks trying to think of what kinds of things I envisioned this lab to be. And I was like, I want it to be more than just an R&D space. I want it to be a community. Mm. So that's why we do a lot of community outreach and connect with like these legacy sort of black owned brands. Um, And I think it's just funny because I'm just like thinking about that time and I'm thinking about now. And this isn't something I've like announced that much, but we recently just raised a a seed round of a million dollars. So it's very much like, (laughs) it's just hilarious because (laughs) I, I, I didn't know anything then. I low key still don't know everything now, but it's very much just going along and learning along the way. And we're coming up on our two year anniversary this fall. Um, 
so I think what I needed to get started was just a lot of self-belief and nerve, mm. the nerve that I could be this girl that could leave her job after working, after graduating like a year and a half before that and start something like this, because there is still to this day, nothing like this business model in this, in, at least in the United States that I know of. Um, oh so it's just kind of funny to me. Cause I'm like, I'm just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Like y'all don't understand the girl developing your products is this <laughs> strung out girl who's only had like three chunks of watermelon. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. That is God. so amazing. Yes. If nerve really gets you like being like, I know people are saying like being delusional and just like that shit really works. Mm-hmm. Like just being oh, yeah. like, I can do yes. whatever, like I'm going to do it. And like, that's very inspiring to me as well as somebody who's about to make like a big crazy ass move with like zero money yeah, saved. Girl. But I'm like, Jesus. I can do it. Like you can, you, it. can you hear people in their stories and just think like you said, you had your dad move the stuff in and you just had nerve. Like that's so exactly that's that's really exactly. all you need sometimes somebody to help you move in and some nerve yes. um, that's all i ever have exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. somebody to help you move in some nerve i, I feel definitely like, need to move in peace some help with that no for real <laughs> i feel like we cover a lot we, we covered the tell us about um sula labs what the next question i'm so sorry can i just say one one thing uh-huh before you move into the next question, you mentioned mm-hmm. that there's no business model like Sula Labs. And like, I, I was just thinking about that. Yes. And I totally agree because I'm like, I have never been so connected to like a Labs brand before. No, <laughs> no true. Right? Like <laughs> I found like, I, yes, I did. I will admit I followed immediately because you've shared it, but I've been engaged and I've been like excited about what you're doing, what you're sharing. And I'm like, this is, Aww. What happens when black women start to do things? Yes. <laughs> we turn it yeah. out and we just make it so, so cool, so innovative, so creative, so creative. So I just wanted to say, like, I feel that. I feel that this business model is different Aww. from others. It, and it makes Thank science you. seem inclusive and not scary, um, which I yes. love. Like, I'm like, yes. oh, I can learn a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Yeah, I mean, I still struggle with that in my PhD program, mm-hmm. like to this day not feeling included so mm. at least i have a little sandbox <laughs> yes I yes definitely definitely see it um our next question is what's a chemistry fact you think everyone should know hmm. there's a lot there's a lot Ooh, but specifically for this particular audience listening uh-huh. the lather of your soap does not equate to how clean you are mm. Oh, period. So if the case and, and there's a lot of actually like cultural things that we're wanting to look into and do a lot of research on, mm-hmm. because I find that most particularly black people and like the dark skin demographic mm-hmm. do equate those two things together. It's true. And that's why Dr. Bronner's is in the, yes, in the chat. Yes. That's why my dad loves Dr. <laughs> Bronner's. That's so true. That's crazy. Exactly. Um, what you're actually doing with those types of things is you're stripping, obviously you're stripping your skin and you're doing so by really just increasing the rate of trans epidermal water loss. Mm. Our skin loses 300 to 400 milliliters of water on average a day. So if you increase the rate of trans epidermal water loss, which is how much water is being lost by your skin, you're going to get dried out really quickly. Also, your pores don't open and close. That's another thing. Your por- they're pores. They stay open. Like, oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> that's why water is evaporating. 
So I we're actually trying to start this like really interesting little makeshift study of like the cleaning potential of something that is a Dr. Bronner's versus something that has zero lather and seeing how much cleansing potential happens from the both of those. Like we really like to play on those like cultural sort of things. Like why Vaseline is so um so culturally accepted by darker skin by black people in general. Why Nivea has such a big like stake in our culture. So those are kind of things that we're, we're really wanting to look at. Exactly. Yeah. Palmers. <laughs> Black people love them some Cetaphil. Oh, that one they, cocoa butter that does nothing. Yeah, yeah. that just rubs it in. Yeah. And I think they like we like the smell of it more than anything else. Yeah. It just reminds you exactly. of your grandma's house. Exactly. That's when I smell it. I'm like, my grandma. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what we do different is that like I see a lot of conversation around like science where it's like no don't do this and it's like okay like thank you but we still do like to honor that sort of cultural aspect to it because there's a reason why Mm -hmm. that 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 cocoa butter lotion is still even in business (laughs) there's a reason why like there's a people are holding on to it so it's like making sure that we still honor that aspect because at the end of the day that's what drives the market in Mm. the black beauty category Mm -hmm that recognizability that being spoken to and so i know the question was what's a chemistry fact but no yeah, that was really good it <laughs> was also dr Bar- barbara Sturm. i'm not sure if you use any of her products yes she has this yeah. body wash it doesn't really lather up and i'm so happy you were having this conversation because sometimes i'm like i love everything by her this is the first time i tried the body wash it doesn't lather and I do feel clean mm. afterwards, but I'm always like, is this like the best? It's weird, right? It is very weird. It's, it goes against everything. And I, I just like to try different stuff. Yes. I'm, I just will always try different things. So when I tried this one, I was just like, I, I don't know s- how I feel. <laughs> yes. I will say nine out of 10 times chemists, like we're adding foamers to your product just because we know y'all like it. Yeah. It's not actually doing anything for the cleansing. <laughs> It's literally like I will get product briefs and they'll be like, okay, clean well, but can we just get in a lot more lather? And it's like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's not doing anything, but you heard it you here. Like it, so you heard it here first. They put in <laughs> bubbles in our stuff because we childish and we feel like we need it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what are some interests you have outside of science? <laughs> I, when I think about questions that sound even remotely near to this, it also just kind of makes me realize how much of my life is wrapped up in my work. Um, My interest outside of science, I'm really trying to connect back to what those are. Previously, I liked to crochet. Obviously, I like to write. Um, Writing will always be my first love and my biggest sort of passion. Um, I like to paint. So like I do have a lot of those like traditional creative sort of interests. But I also have been getting into like just movement. I think it's really important to keep my body moving because I spend a lot of time standing and looking (laughs) at (laughs) speakers. So I do yoga and stretching. I recently, like I think a few months ago, I would go to kickboxing every weekend. But I mean, that kind of stopped. Um, I've been going to massages, which is an interest (laughs) Um, because every time I go, like the massage therapist is like, yo, like this is not looking good. Loosen up, sis. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be back next week. (laughs) So I think my biggest interest is honestly self-care. Like anything that makes me feel good is my biggest interest because I spend a lot of time like doing things for other folks. And like that's totally fine because that's something that I love to do. 
But I think my biggest interest outside of that recently has been me. <laughs> I love that. I love that because so many people feel guilty about putting themselves first. And like, I love that you're just like, nope, it's me. That's yeah. what my Yeah, it has is. to be. Yeah. You, you, if you're not your number one priority, then you, you can't do anything. It's just, exactly. it's just a basic science of things. You have to put that energy exactly. into yourself. No matter what you take on in life, you have to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. The next question, name a chemist or two you think we all should know. <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> obviously me and not because <laughs> not for any self-centered reasons, but because like you should know at least one more black chemist. Mm. Um, I also feel the need to give a shout out to my homegirl, Dr. Sammy Mensa, who recently passed in February she was one of my biggest inspirations as a black woman chemist. Um, literally just such a joy to be around. And she started Black in Chem, which is a really big network of black people in chemistry. So I think her work should con continue to move on and live on. And we go make sure that that'll happen. So definitely Dr. Sammy Mensa, look her up if you don't know her. Um, I find anytime like Juneteenth rolls around and like all that stuff, I see the same like you know, May Jemison, even though she's not a chemist, but May Jemison, like May not like all of those ones that are like the first black women to do this, this, and that. But I think there's some really exciting, like sort of black women chemists sprinkled around that we don't even really know about. Like the the innovation lab at P and G, they have a whole entire lab of black women scientists that are dedicated to making that Pantene gold line. Wow. Like that is so cool to me. Um like things like that, like y'all should definitely be looking into. I also think um, some of my friends that I love and respect, like Esther Olu at The Melanin Chemist on Instagram. Um, I really love and respect her work. Javon Ford, y'all already know who that is, but I think it's Javon Ford 16 on all platforms. Um, I think he's a really, really brilliant chemist as well. Um, but these are people that are really interested in kind of you know, moving, first of all, the black beauty category forward. And second of all, like really debunking a lot of things that we have held so true to, but not necessarily in a way where it's like inflammatory, where it's like, don't do this. And we're not going to provide an explanation for it. Mm. Um, but yeah, definitely like, you know, and, and this is just kind of a word to everybody, like support the black women in your STEM programs, because I guarantee you, we are suffering. <laughs> we are suffering. Yeah. So, you know, ask us how we're doing, offer some lunch, because some of us have only had a few chunks of watermelon to eat <laughs> for the day. <laughs> and can you please um, send those us the list of those people so oh, we yeah. can um, attach it to the post so everybody can know like of the course. spelling of their name so they can look more into it because this could be somebody's awakening like damn I'm gonna get into chemistry right yes yes for sure I can send those thank you thank you okay I love that and you did mention that you know you're suffering and it's challenging being the only in this field um, despite the innovative work that, you know, you're doing. So what do you do to keep your head above water with all these like, you know, tough times? Well, I think, I don't think everyone, I, I like to say, you know, mentor someone, but I know that it's not realistic that everyone has time for mentorship or can be mentored. So for me, 
I have a quote on my lock screen that one of my friends texted me that I look at it and it literally makes all of my anxiety go away, like in that moment. And it says, let me pull it up. It says, you're so attached to results, results, results that you're missing the pure point. You get to do what you love. And really focusing on that, like, because literally as a scientist, you do need results to prove something. Like there's a literal results section in every paper and lab report. But when it comes to just remembering why you're here, you really do need to remember that you're doing what you love. And that's why if I could have gone through with that doctor thing, but I would have been miserable and I wouldn't have had something tying me there. The thing that I love. But in this case, I really do get to do what I love. Like, you know, work with like my whole team is black and like, you know, my I get to work with black founders every day and like they get me and I get them like I get to do what I love even in my PhD program my thesis revolves around sunscreens and like I have a paper coming out about inhibiting white cast like with like zinc oxide and titanium dioxide like I'm writing that for me like I'm making these products for the consumers that look like me like at the end of the day that's genuinely what I'm here for and I think it's important to I, I have a lot of friends in my program that you know, make really cool things, but I always like to remind them there's people at the end of our innovations. Like, who are the people that we get to serve through this gift that we have? So I think really just, like, really straying, staying true to my core, trying to meditate, like, because it'd be crazy out here. Um, and also just going to therapy, honestly, bi-weekly on Wednesdays, <laughs> um, is really, really important. I think self-care, like really being able to say no and not feel bad about it. And then just remembering that this is also for me is really important to me. Wow. I love that. I think yeah. we all can like benefit from that advice about being less focused on like the results or outcomes and just more focused on being present. Like sometimes the present does feel like Hell, you know, but in reality, it's still important to think about, you know, what you what you do get to do. Like, I think about that every time I do black girl brunch, like I'm doing something I really, really love, like that Sabrina and I created from scratch, you know, and that's a blessing to be able to do. Yeah. So that's it's just important to stay focused on that for sure. That's very true. And the next one, I feel like you've been hinting at this like the whole time. Um, what advice would you like to give young black women looking to get into chemistry? Oh my goodness. I mean, have tunnel vision. First of all, do it because you love it. Don't do it because your parents told you to. Like, let's let's get that out of the way, first and foremost. Once you get that out of the way, keep your tunnel vision on. Find community. It will be difficult, but still find the community. They don't even have to just look like you. I'm starting to get into the whole, like, the whole idea of finding community that it's not just centered around identity politics, but also just centered around like, you know, things that you love or like ways that you feel like that's community too. Like I would have never thought that I would be friends with like white men in my program. <laughs> um, but I have white men friends. I'm like, you all right, you all right. And we all have like very similar, like we just like to laugh at the same things. We have similar schedules. Like and th that's literally what's tying us together find your community, make sure you're doing this because you love it. And then also, if you can, yes, find mentors. Just know that, you know, not every, you need to shop around for mentors. Not every older person is going to have your best interest in mind. Like people get bitter and they project and that's fine. That's, you know, not your fault. But also just 
really, if you can stay true to taking care of yourself, I promise you can make it through. Mm. Taking care of yourself is the most important thing. And this is something I'm still learning how to do properly. But that is going to be likely a lifelong journey. And if you can make a little bit of progress on that every day or even every week, I promise you can get through it. Wow. That's great advice. You are so wise. Thank you. You are. Girl, <laughs> listen. You should do a TED I'm Talk. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're waiting for. <laughs> we're waiting for the AJ TED Talk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Girl, don't say that because they will come knocking on my door. <laughs> You're like, please don't manifest that for me. <laughs> please, because I've accidentally manifested a lot of things. <laughs> It's oh my god that's the worst when you be like let me manifest something then you gotta keep up with it it's like oh that's the part i forgot i forgot no about. exactly me with the investment <laughs> oh my god so you have a lot to celebrate but what like if you could just name one thing what are you most proud of oh my gosh this is hard <laughs> what am i most proud of i think i'm most proud of staying true to myself mm. honestly truly because, yeah, like, you know, everything else is cool. Even when I win an award, to be honest, and this is very bad, don't do this. But to be honest, I'm like, all right, back to work. Like, who else said that? Was it Beyonce? Was it? It was somebody. But I win an award and I'm like, okay, cool, like, back to work. And that's not cool. You shouldn't do that to yourself. But things like that, I'm just, I know how y'all feel about awards. Yes. <laughs> also, I'm about I know to say, how y'all we, we kind of in your camp. We're in your camp. The niggies. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I would really want to win a Niggie, <laughs> Everyone listen to the episode with Jameer. I think it's episode 159 or something like that. I don't know. Oh my God. There's a 59 and there's a nine. But yes, a Niggy would be great. But I think awards I get like, don't necessarily reflect on me staying true to myself. I think staying true to yourself is the most important thing because that's what your inner child is going to be proud of. And that's what you 20 years ago from now is going to be proud of the most like no true when you look back and when you win awards you're like oh like seven-year-old me would have loved this that's who you're doing it for and i think staying true to who that is is what i'm most proud of and i can honestly stay say in all of this i have stayed myself and that's what i think has gotten me through exactly Ooh. i couldn't that's i cannot it's like it seems overrated to say but it's so true because i feel that because like I'm not exactly where I want to be, but like I am happy that I have consistently been a bitch in certain situations yes. and it has protected exactly. me in certain ways. And I don't have a, my story is not as sad as it could have been because I yeah. have always had that edge and be like, don't fuck with me. Like, you know, so I'm like, I might not have the money. I might not have this. I might have that, but I have, I can still lean on. Like, you know, I've always, like, fought for myself. Yeah. Yes. So that's, it's when, true. When you stay true to yourself, it's just some things you can't relate to. Yeah. You know, it's true. just exactly. some things you can't relate oh to. Gosh. Some things you're just not bothered by. Like, you know, I was just, like, sharing this with, like, some friends, how in every type of community, right? Like, if it's the, you know, black creative scene in New York or the fashion scene in LA it's always going to be some type of hierarchy right there's got to be you talking some... to me and Ryan about that yeah that's what <laughs> I, I, th dude, I, I thought I said y'all but I say some no. friends yeah okay yeah it was Sabrina and Ryan but I was just talking <laughs> about how I don't 
I can't really participate in things like that. And I have to be a bit of a lone wolf because I'm not going to play that game. Like nobody has the potential to make me a winner or a loser. I make myself the winner every day. So that strong sense of self is everything. It's like, I don't even, it it just protects you from so much BS. Like you, you can't play with me. I'm not in the game with you. (laughs) You just can't play with me. So you're right. You, you are just bulletproof and that's that strong sense of self. It's like, it sounds so overrated, but people wouldn't say it so much if it, if it weren't true. Like it's really important. Yeah, It really is. And like, I mean, I, not too long ago, experienced a breakup. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the reason, girl, first of all, oh, or the not. reason was <laughs> I worked too much, right? And so mm. it's like one of those things where it didn't hurt. It didn't even feel a single, like, ounce of pain. Yeah. Because I was like, I mean, you're right. I do work too much. And the right person would be cool with that. You see what I'm trying <laughs> so, to do. And also, I'm cool with that. So... At the end of the day, that's just one of those things where, and obviously you can't like be like, I'm being true to myself, so I'm not going to change things. But there are certain things that are just like, you know, you're just kind of born with and I can't help that. For real. Like yeah. being like being a person that work, that's a workaholic, people don't understand. That's your, your sense of purpose and how you get fueled. You're never, you would be so unhappy if you stopped, you know? Oh and it's so important. The pandemic. Like, especially as like you know like women to find partners who allow you to be big who see who you are understand it respect it and can can work independently (laughs) can find you're not gonna get that stuff for wife over here it's just not it exactly which we need to hear more about that from you iman if you are comfortable sharing at a at a later date (laughs) wait the the not being a step for mom a step for wife no 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 (laughs) (laughs) You and your boo. Oh, oh, okay. Well, more, more to come. <laughs> Much oh, more to come. Yeah. I feel like I've too. just been trying to enjoy it, you know. But now that I'm just like, okay, cool, this is real. I, I, I'm we like open to won. sharing, you know. Yay! I won. Sabria really won. <laughs> um, Sabria wins all the time. Period. Thanks. Um, this is a goofy, silly question, but <laughs> what made you make the Black Girl Brunch quote Twitter? That is so, first of all, because we forget. I know me personally, I forget a lot of the things that I say. Um, so the fact that you can quote them and you just like know the episode, like, it's so funny to me. That's when like being smart you is is used as being it's a menace. Useful. No, yeah, it's useful and you can use it to be a menace because I'm like, what? That is hilarious. And then finding out it was you, I'm like, oh my God, this is so funny. Well, there's two kind of, there's like a happy part to this. There's kind of a sad part. The sad part is that I couldn't get the bot to work over time. So I just, I literally have hundreds of drafts still accumulating right now of tweets <laughs> that I can't get to like actually like go on to the world. Um, but the, the funny part is y'all say a lot of like really funny things out of context like I'll be cooking or formulating or like driving or something and like listening and I'm just like this would be hilarious out of context like (laughs) what was it from yesterday I'm not gonna say it because it's not it's not safe to say on air even though you already said it but it's just like a lot of things out of context and it exists in the same space where there's a lot of things like really wise and like 
like tea for the soul, like that episode, like things like that, things that are very real. Whereas there's things like, what is it? Selena Gomez looks like a baby with a lace front or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever you said about Drake's mom, which I won't repeat. (laughs) I'm definitely going to hell for that. No, you're definitely going to hell. But it's like, you know... (laughs) What you said about Drake's mom, everything you got, when you said you wanted to lick Rihanna's shoulders. <laughs> oh my God. It's like when you, when you hear it again, it's just like, yo, something it's is wrong with terrifying. the both of us. Like what's wrong? Who says stuff like that? And if you listen to the really, really, really old ones, like it gets even, it, yeah, it gets worse. I'm sure. Go listen back folks. And the hidden files from the pandemic when y'all did the IGTV or the IG lives. <laughs> hidden files. in there too. <laughs> the oh thing is, God. like, like I said, I'm a Capricorn Moon Virgo rising. I will come with receipts. <laughs> and a Pisces too. You just receipts all over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I feel like you you don't forget anything. <laughs> anything except what time it is. But oh yeah, like the useless <laughs> things though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is so funny. Wow. Um, I feel like you answered this question kind of. We asked about uh, what do you do to keep your head above water? Um, what are your favorite ways to unwind? Oof, a massage. There's something about like my muscles loosening that I didn't even know that I needed to loosen that is just like top tier, but those are not cheap. So, mm. yeah. But <laughs> do you have a type of totally massage encourage... that you like? Like, there are yes, deep tissue, like I need it. Okay. Yeah. If y'all can go on Groupon, find something, and go get it because it you won't even realize how many how much tension you hold in your shoulders, in your neck, in your lower back. Oh, I know. That just needs to be like gone, (laughs) ironed out completely. I hold a lot of tension (laughs) in my shoulders. I know. I'm. They probably like a lot. Iman Core, I'm telling you, it's me too. Height wise, you know, just just always clenched. Everything is always tight. Um, I actually did get a coupon um, massage a few years ago, and I was like, where is the building? But it was like this hole in the wall type of place. But when I say they they did what needed to be done, I might as well go back there. They did a really, really great job. And it wasn't like fancy or that expensive, but it was just really good. It was a really yeah. good massage. You have to do it. If you do any physical labor, go get a massage if you can. Okay. So The only time I got a massage is when I worked at the haunted house and like during, it's called Hell Week. And Hell Week <laughs> is when you, wa- you work, um, I it's like 14 days straight. It. Yeah, um, you really are an OG bruncher. But yeah, so I was working through Hell Week and they had massages for us on our break. First of all, at a haunted house, your break is like 10, 15 minutes. And I was on a headset. So I was, t- and I'm somebody that I take responsibility very seriously. So I'm like, I'm not letting go of this headset. And I'm on my break and I'm trying to be mindful of time and making sure everybody else gets their breaks. So... Long story short, the massage was useless because I was so tense. That person, they was like, they kept on tapping my shoulders to like put them down. Because I'm like, who gets a massage with a headset on? Yeah, like, I hear I'm everything. 
I hear everything. They're like, uh, security in. I'm like, all right, come no, on. That's and such I a can... bulky massage. You got your headphones on, your costume. My shoulders was up high. They kept on tapping my shoulders like, like relax, relax. I'm like, no. Oh, my gosh. No. So, yeah, I need a, I need no, a reboot. No, you need to be... You need, it needs to be, ugh, get you some eucalyptus, put it in your shower, mm. take a shower. Well, I got, nice, go lay down. I still have to get it for my manager, but I won like a employee appreciation thing. Um, and the mm. gift was a gift card to hand in stone. Ooh. I'm still waiting on it, but I'm like, I need that bed because oh. this, me starting to plan I'm this still move, waiting. I'm like. My shoulders are up to the sky. Like, oh my God. Um, no, yeah. Me too. It's me too. Yeah. And I'm not always. Even <laughs> 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 and so our <laughs> to our next segment. This the infamous this or that. So this or that. <laughs> You're in the hot seat. You already know you know how this goes. This is your time now. Oh yeah, I know. It's your time to shine. <laughs> this or that, body oil or body butter? Ooh, okay. Let me think about this. So, like, there's the sort of logistics of body oils that if they're not dry oils, you'll, they'll rub off on everything. But they also mm-hmm. just kind of look better. I would honestly say body butter. And here's why. Because an oil is something that we call anhydrous, meaning that there's no water in the product. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I know that if I'm looking for kind of an all-in-one solution, I need to have that emulsion that has a water phase in it so that I'm getting that hydration and moisturization. And folks, there's a difference. (laughs) Hydration is imparting water to the skin. Moisturization is sealing in that water and reducing that transepidermal water loss. So you get both of those from a body butter if you put a body oil on dry skin, you're not getting any hydration. So my final answer is body butter. Wow. Thank you. I'm going back to body butter. I felt like in my soul that body butter was right. Because <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. So I started using almond oil, which is great. It is great. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. some reason, my heels were ashy once I got to work. <laughs> and I'm like, why yep. are my heels yep. ashy? Exactly. No water. It's like wash. It's like, you know, styling your hair and just putting oil on it. No yeah. any type of water or anything. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I'm definitely because I was like, all right, I'm going to re up on it. But I'm like, why are my hills ashy? Like I just walk, and I, it's a five minute walk. Like from my house to work, it's a five minute walk. How did I get ashy in five minutes? That's crazy. So, yeah, I'm going back to body butter. That's a definitely that was kind of a selfish this or that. Um, But yeah. Um body butter it is so okay i oh. use um creme decor uh body lotion Ooh. by kills right but yes, my that's a good ultimate one. favorite is the almond oil by kills uh the dry uh body mm-hmm. oil mm-hmm. and i hear you on it not being hydration but i'm so lazy i love that it sprays that's what i like yes. i feel like it's less work because i just spray it on my arms spray it on my stomach spray it on my legs exactly. and then rub it in and then it's like done and I feel like with the lotion, you just have to, I only put lotion on when I have time. If I don't have time, I put the, the, the body oil on because it's just quick. And I know that I will have to reapply, like Sabrina said, my ankles at some point, but I'm just like, <laughs> whatever, it's done. And I'm usually a little bit wet when I get out the shower. So when I put that oil on, yes. it's like, I try to like have my body a little damp. So a great DIY way to do this is just be damp. And that serves the purpose of hydration. 
and then go on with an oil. And then that serves the purpose of really locking in that oil and that hydration and providing moisture to the skin. Okay. All right. Well, I get it. Yes, a good answer. And I definitely will be taking <laughs> notes. So I will not have any ashy ankles going forward. Um, the next one on this or that is East Coast or West Coast? Ooh, I want to like I lived in Boston for a few years and that was very cold. And just off of that, I'm going to say West Coast. <laughs> no, you're it was so very right. it's too cold. That is to like one of the first times to be on the East Coast and to go to Boston. Yeah, that's nuts. I would be like, Oof. I will. Y'all will never see me again. But you're correct. <laughs> no, literally, I'm not doing it. You're correct. You're very correct for that. And it's I can only imagine how cold because we. I feel like Boston is the place that's cold all around, like yeah. all year round. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're not wrong for that. Um, and I'm not being biased. Um, but yeah, um, I agree. Let's go. Um, the next one. I'm very interested in this. Um, vitamin C or hyaluronic <laughs> acid? Like in terms of what though? <laughs> this ingredient, like what right? you know, they both are <laughs> okay. such. They're both ingredients that people go nuts over. So True. it's like, yeah. which when you mm. see vitamin C versus when you see hyaluronic acid, like which one makes your heart beat just a little faster? This is hard. I want to say, like, vitamin C has more benefits mm. because, you know, it's got antioxidant benefits. For many, it has some hyperpigmentation benefits. It's got collagen-boosting benefits. But it's so unstable, and you are you need to throw away that bottle after three months. Oh. <laughs> or six max. Mm. Yeah, it's extremely – it's very unstable. Hyaluronic acid, however, is, you know, you naturally produce it. Um, in your skin so it actually contributes to a lot of um, elasticity of the skin it's very stable and it can be used at different molecular weights to go into different layers of the skin due to how like big it is so I always say hyaluronic acid just because it's like cooler it's a cheap ingredient to formate with formulate with it pretty much satisfies everyone's needs none of them make my heart beat that fast <laughs> but <laughs> I would say vitamin C makes my heart beat fast in a bad way, and that is just a, a headache to formulate with. Yeah, <laughs> not all vitamin C yeah. is the same, is what I've learned over time. Like exactly, but people love to slap it on everything and be like, "Oh, it's gonna brighten your skin. Oh, it's going this. Oh, it's going that." But it's just like they don't tell you the real story about like what it has to be paired with and the percentage, and like you said, the exposure to the sun the, the time period yes so, yeah i agree but i do enjoy a vitamin c serum i do need that and you should. i need that real you bad <laughs> and that's the thing like i think the other sort of thing about vitamin c is that it's just kind of like like yes it goes stable very quickly but also it's really important to kind of consider like how people respond to these ingredients. Like vitamin C is very much needed for being in synergy with your sun protection and reactive oxygen species if you live in a very polluted environment. So I think, yeah, I wouldn't knock vitamin C. She's just not my favorite. And I'm also 23. My skin is very 23 years right. old, you know? So my needs, my answer will be different in like 10 years. Absolutely. 
absolutely hear that loud and clear. And the next one is sunscreen spray or <laughs> sunscreen lotion? Like my consumer brain wants to say spray because that's easier. Mm hmm. But my scientist brain and my logical brain wants to say sunscreen lotion. Because when they do these sunscreen tests, they are testing on a plate that is two milligrams per centimeter square. They put that much on the plate. And the SPF value that you get is actually tied to the time that it takes for the UV radiation that they shine on the plate to pass through the sample of sunscreen. The longer the radiation time, the higher your SPF. And so you can't really do that with the spray and you certainly can't really do that with the stick. So to get the label claim benefits, lotion all the way. Okay. If you just need to reapply, spray. Mm. But I feel like, I don't know, I get skeptical about sprays because <laughs> you're not really getting the SPF value on the bottle unless you're spraying pretty much everything in the bottle. Damn. All right. Well, that's good to know because I love a spray. I, we, we know this already about me. I love a spray. So, but um, <laughs> Exactly. You see? Know, it's good to know that there are some ups exactly. and downs to that convenience. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Well, let's move on into common senses. And this week we're talking about yes. our beauty loves and pet peeves. Y'all, y'all might have gotten a hint that this show's all about beauty by this point. Like that's what we're doing. Like yes. we got a beautiful <laughs> guest. We're gonna who 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 creates beautiful products and we're gonna just talk about that all day. So, you know, there's just a lot going on in the beauty world. We were just talking about that offline. It can be overwhelming to even know what to try. Like, if you walk into Sephora, there are going to be, every line's going to have a vitamin C. Every line's going to have a hydrating serum. Every line is going to have an anti-aging cream. Every line is going to have a curly hair product, a, a straightener, heat protectant. It gets to the point where it's just like, okay... Where do I go? Like, what do, what should I be selecting? What should I be avoiding? Should I be listening to people on TikTok? Like, what should I be doing? So we're just going to kind of, you know, give our opinions on how we go about picking out products. So let's start with the question, what makes us buy a product? Is it the ingredients, the packaging, recommendation? Like, what's the method to our madness? Um, For me, probably this is like such a um gross art school graduate thing but it's the packaging and the font for me like that's what I'm drawn to that makes me like when it's I'm not really a minimalist person but when I see packaging and it's like minimalist it's easy to read obviously it's vegan or it's cruelty free that draws me in I'm like hmm what about this I mean that's what made me try milk products because I'm like hmm it's like very minimal. It's like, it looks like it's quote unquote clean, whatever that means. <laughs> um, that like just draws me in to um, get, and also something that's easy to use. Like it doesn't have too many steps. It's just like, it is what it is. It's not like, oh, you got to lay down 90 degrees and do this. Like, I just like something that it is what it is. I hear that. I definitely think the packaging draws me into. Like, I remember when I first saw Sunday Riley's packaging, I was just like, I don't know. I really like this. Like, that oil. It was like this UFO oil. And I, I was just really, really into it. Um, 
Kiehl's is so funny. The packaging is purposely like supposed to be bare minimal because it's like I love their we packaging. don't want you to get so like they don't want to spend all that money on the packaging. They're like the product is where we put our money into the ingredients and like the quality of things. So like packaging will get my attention, but ingredients will get me to buy. Like if I see turmeric, <laughs> if I see calendula. <laughs> If I see like tea tree oil, like there are just certain things by this point I know works from my skin type, me being oily, me being acne prone. Like if I see that and then I'm like, okay, great. Also, I tend to shop in places that only carry like clean beauty. So I don't have to like be investigating too hard. Like I love Blue Mercury. I love looking at goop.com to see like, okay, what what are the products that like Gordon Paltrow is raving about? Mm. And all- Yes. Oh yeah, you love Goop. I love Goop so much. And I have a rule because influencers gonna always make stuff look good. They just are. That's their job, right? Mm-hmm. But I have this thought that if I hear it from three trusted sources, I'll look into it then. <laughs> so there was this, ah, oh. it was this one brand. It's, to, it's sold at Target. It's like a, um, a, a body wash. I think it's called Saline or something like that. I'm forgetting the name of it. But I kept hearing about it on a random podcast. Um, I heard about it from an Instagram influencer. Then I heard about it on TikTok. And then I saw it in Target. And I'm like, you know what? I'm trying it. I keep hearing about this. Now I'm curious about it. So like that's that's just the method to my madness for like what will make me try a product and how I, you know, choose to not just buy up everything I see. What about you, AJ? Yeah, I I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when you work in too much in an industry and like it's tainted everything. I'm sure. <laughs> I will say like, I think some people are under the impression that I make all of my products but I actually don't because I like to have a break from them <laughs> so when I go to buy a product I I completely go off of what makes me feel good mm. and part of a large part of that is packaging so is there a sensorial experience is there like do I like the font like Sabria said <laughs> do I like how it's presented and also is it practical like can this be travel size can I take it to places is it going to be runny how long is this going to last me? Is it going to have a short self- shelf life? And also, but mainly, is it pretty? And does it make me feel good? Is at the top of the list. Mm. Um, but then ingredients, because then I'm like, is this a marketing product or is this a product that's actually going to get me some results? And I think that's kind of in that order. Does it make me feel good? Is it practical? And then am I going to get results? Is pretty much how I shop. Mm, I think, yeah, literally we are all on the same page here. I feel the same way. Some things are straight up marketing gimmicks. And I hate when I would see oh, yeah. customers falling for it. Like, you know, I'm not going to put no no brand on Front Street. But I, when I used to work as a freelancer in Sephora and like I would try to like bring people to like, okay, say your issue is discoloration. I'm going to give you something clinical. Like I want you to, you know, get some clinical results here. But then they go with like, something that's all on TikTok. And I'm like, girl, do you want to have fun or do you want to fix it? <laughs> like, that's yeah. just what I think to myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, what products do we avoid? Like what ingredients are overhyped? Oh my gosh. I honestly think a lot of, like a majority. <laughs> I think it's not necessarily like overhyped for the sake of overhyping. I think it's the results that are often overhyped. I think, and I say this, 
all the time. This is such a marketing-led industry, not a science-led industry. Mm. And so we're not being driven by efficacy as much as we are being driven by storytelling and um, trends and stuff. Like, I think... I I think honestly vitamin C can be overhyped in some contexts. Like I always wonder, like what does brightening mean? Sometimes I think benefits are overhyped. Mm-hmm. Like what does brightening really mean? Or why are we so afraid of dark spots? Mm. Or what is anti-aging like as a concept? No, for um, <laughs> so I think like benefits can often be overhyped. I think things like like hyaluronic acid. I don't want to say that it's overhyped because that's my girl. Honestly, like I hate to say it. Niacinamide, I think, can be really overhyped yeah. just because I think sometimes we get lost in the plot when it comes to niacinamide. Um, but I also think that a lot of these, oh, Bakuchiol, I think, as a quote unquote retinol alternative is an overhyped concept. But I think a lot of the reasons why we see these ingredients over and over is because they've had the most research on them. And so consumers get fatigue on these ingredients, but like as scientists, like these are really the only things that we can lean on to actually say that there will be clinical efficacy. But for funsies, I honestly think vitamin C can be overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, um, what is that one? I th- Oh, I, I think mineral sunscreens are overhyped too. Mm. Like just overall. <laughs> like uh zinc oxide <laughs> exactly exactly but it is also my thesis project so do i really think that okay. i like back to ingredients i don't like when people pick random ingredients just to be different right like yes but i'm sorry Pepper when people porn. start using like kale it. and cherries and stuff and i'm like i'm sure they got some benefits but you just need an edge and I can, I hear it. Like I, I can feel that you just need an edge. I'm not saying that like if you put kale in something or cherries, but I'm just like, I want to know like how you are like putting this into the product in a way that it'll be beneficial. Like how much, like, that's what I want to know. Yes. Like how much, how, where are you deriving the kale from? Like, where is it coming from? You know, there's all these things like, so I'm just, okay, another Kiehl's plug. One time they had this really cool product. It was a peel that was made out of like quinoa because who knew that quinoa was a natural exfoliant? Now, I thought that was kind of cool because when I put it on my face, it did feel like softer. And I'm like, now here's a powerful ingredient. Like quinoa can be used to like exfoliate. Like, but like when people, again, cherries and like show me something different like uncover something also i don't like when mm-hmm. everybody has to have a story that's just like you said this, the storytelling thing is starting yeah. to get annoying to me yes. like especially if you are a non-person like if you're a, a white person who goes to somebody else's community find an ingredient and be like oh this person you know went into her backyard and she showed me shea butter now and i came over here and made a million yeah. dollars out of it and i didn't give her shit like, I hate stories like We're that. Like, that's foods. not the flex you think it is. I don't like when people um, go, if, if you are from that place and then you using something that, you know, your grandma has taught you, then I feel like, okay, this is an authentic story. But if you went to Morocco and discover argan oil from somebody else and now you come over here and it's like, what did you do for the person or the community that yep. you were like taken from? So that's another big pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Of mine is, so like not to sound like not to be annoying, like not to sound like, oh, I'm light skinned and I'm skinny. Like you know how <laughs> like but I I never really had problem skin. So I don't Oh, we know. <laughs> I used a lot of problems. No, we know. <laughs> and so 
Um, <laughs> I used to feel like dirty. Like I'm like, oh, like why is it that I'm only using this? But like my nothing is wrong with my skin. And during the pandemic, I decided to experiment with a uh, celic acid because I felt like I needed Ooh, it. Why did you start there? And I don't know. <laughs> That's the bridge. Not- I never try anything. <laughs> Let me go to the most intense thing. <laughs> Let me go to sell celic very acid. Inten- yes, I'm very intense. Everything I do. So I, for some reason, I felt like I needed that. And at the same time, I was using a face mask that had citrus in it. So my skin like had a bad flare up. Like I have never broken out like that. It was really bad. It was so bad. And I didn't know what was going on. So after that, I realized that all those like 30 step screen routines, like that shit is so overhyped and you don't need Mm -hmm. a lot of that. And a lot of people who do as somebody who, you know, hasn't ever had problem skin. I know a bitch that's never had problem skin. And I'm like, I could see through you. And know you're selling malarkey right now to these people. <laughs> and so I feel like that, like not being honest about genetics or like not being honest about like this is what like your skin journey and your history. Um and also um like face masks, the ones that like um I mean again, like Ema said, I don't want to put any brand's name out, but everybody knows what face masks I'm talking about. It's the ones that come in the fun packages. Mm-hmm. And it has like oh, yeah. pictures of fruit on them, and I was using <laughs> them. And I was like, everybody knows, everybody has to know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah. So I was using them because I was like really, I was like low key into um like Korean skincare, and then I had went to, I went to LA, and I went to Little Tokyo, and I started just buying face masks. Um, uh, and Oof. now I know I'm like that stuff. I'm like, does it even for real work, or am I just doing something that I assume is self care? Um, and that's what I was doing. Um, but I'm like, as I gotten, I'm glad I got to experiment with that. Um, in my twenties, so now I'm like, I don't <laughs> need all that. Like literally, my skincare routine is. Iman, you know what I use. This face wash. What is it yep, called? The again? calendula face wash. Yes, I use calendula calendula face wash. And then I use the moisturizer. Um Ultra Kiel, Facial. Yes. That's I use <laughs> yep. those. I literally use those two things every day. Same. And that's it. And I'm like, that's all. Like I thought I needed like all and like, I mean, we're gonna get into it in the next like two questions, but like I thought I needed like 13 steps to be yes. an adult. Like, I thought that was, like, a mature thing to do. Like, you need to spend 20 minutes washing your face. And I'm like, that's all (laughs) propaganda. It really is. It is. It It really really is. is. And I just feel like there has been an explosion in conversations about sunscreen, which, of course, is great, right? That we're all more aware (laughs) of how to protect ourselves from the sun. But I've also been, like, questioning, like, okay, how much sunscreen do you do you need? Like there are people who are saying, and I, I want you to, you know, keep it real with me, AJ. Like, do you need to wear this every day? I met someone who's a chemist <laughs> and she was saying that, you know, people in places like Morocco, you know, they're in the yep. sun all the time. But instead yep. of slathering on like SPF, they'll cover up so that they're not directly with hit with the sun. Oh, okay. But if you're on a beach with a bikini on and you're exposed to those intense rays, 
then that's a time mm-hmm. where you want to use SPF. So that's kind of been mm-hmm. my mentality and how I've been doing things. But like, I just want to hear like your thoughts on SPF. Like, what what's the tea? So sunscreen. I think obviously you're you're not gonna die if you don't wear sunscreen for one day, even for one month. The thing about how this works is that the sun, in some ways, can be. And I, and I say this word not to be fear-mongery, but to, to literally illustrate the mechanism of what is happening to your skin because of the sun. But it can be in some ways carcinogenic. And that is a word that scientists use, I believe, usually when there's a, a risk of cancer. And we know that some cancer happens. And you all know what DNA looks like. Um, it's the double helix, little swivelly thing. Mm-hmm. What can happen when the sun is heavily on your skin especially for less melanated skin types more quickly what will happen is that is one of two things either your skin i mean the dna that makes the cells of your skin um can sort of denature and not necessarily be as healthy as it would be if you are protecting yourself with sunscreen and either your repair enzymes are going to repair that dna or that DNA is going to subsequently form mutations that eventually become skin cancer. Mm. This happens more quickly in lighter or more easily in lighter skin tones, but the skin cancer tends to be more deadly in darker skin tones. Mm. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, with that knowledge being had, how do we explain the people in Morocco, <laughs> which I think is what <laughs> everyone always asks. And honestly, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I think part of it is epigenetic in that, you know, when you have your family and your lineage living around a certain type of climate, a certain type of environment, you're able to adapt more easily to the environmental stressors in that area. Um, so I think a part of it is very much that. And I think another part of it is that we're not necessarily getting a lot of research um, and getting, a, yeah, getting a lot of research done, like in these areas, right? Like we we have so much knowledge and research on how sunscreens work, but not necessarily on the different types of people, even the different types of microbiomes. I just learned in my thesis studies that, you know, we we get a lot of great messaging about mineral sunscreen, like wear zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, don't wear the other ones. But we also know that those are partly antibacterial. And the reason why is because they can kill your mitochondria mm. through reactive oh my oxygen God. species. <laughs> not my mitochondria. <laughs> not your mitochondria. <laughs> um, on your skin microbiome. So it's just kind of like, it ultimately boils down to, okay, are you getting sunburned? That's a good place to start. Okay. If yes, wear sunscreen. If no, then okay, let's go there. Let's continue the flow chart. If you're not getting sunburned, do you have hyperpigmentation? If yes, do you see it getting darker in the summer months and harder to lift? Then if yes there, then you should probably be wearing sunscreen because the sun is going to darken those spots. Mm. And that kind of goes back to my questions earlier of like, okay, but how bad is a dark spot? Why is everyone so afraid of being dark? And you don't need to be afraid of being dark, but (laughs) but I think that ultimately it's really important to know that what sunscreen is doing is yes, protecting your skin, also helping with other benefits like hyperpigmentation with things like if you have eczema flare-ups around your body making sure that that like sort of absorbance is being maintained by the sunscreen and not really passing through 
going back to that like transmission of UV radiation passing through the film that's formed by the sunscreen and irritating your eczema flare-ups even more. So I think there's more utility to sunscreens than people tend to give it credit for. But going back to the question of do you need sunscreen? <sighs> I don't really think you need you need anything in this life. But I think it would definitely be smart to wear sunscreen if you have if you have skin concerns that revolve around that. And if you spend a lot of time out in the sun. Well, Covering up actually does do the trick. I will say that. And and people t- used to use mud um, in many cultures. Oh. And that actually does help. So I would just say it's smart to wear sunscreen. It's best to wear sunscreen. And, and you'll be surprised that, you know, it helps more than in in areas that you didn't think of. But I'm also not going to lie and say that I wear sunscreen every single day on every single part of my body because that's not true. Well, you heard it here, folks. Wear SPF or cover up or wear mud. Those are your options. Or wear mud. Those are your yes. options. Exactly. So you kind of got into anti-aging pro- products a little bit as well as uh, self-care culture. But we'll end with this final question. What are your thoughts on celebrity uh, skincare lines? Because it's like you see Scarlett Johansson, of course, Rihanna. Um, you know, there are a lot of folks with the hair care lines. Tracy Ellis Ross, Taraji P. Henson, like Beyonce got something coming down the line, Gabrielle Union. So it's Ooh. like, I mean, Rihanna has not let me down yet. But there are a right. lot of people who raise their eyebrow when JLo's like, come here, let me let me show you something real quick. Let me let me show you some wish. <laughs> or Sierra. Or Sierra, yes. <laughs> I think, you know, obviously when the question and this literally goes against all of Sula Labs, but the question is, do we need another skincare line on this world? Probably not. <laughs> and <laughs> this literally goes against all my work. But I also think that, you know, it, it is clear that many times this is something that cel- these celebrities are passionate about. And they're like, it would be cool to have something like this. But overall, I'm not seeing the needle being moved by a lot of celebrity skincare lines. I think some really do move the needle and like push the beauty category forward. Like, you know, road skincare, they had like Ron Robinson, a chemist that I really admire um, on the team formulating those. But overall, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not usually that impressed. And I don't necessarily need to be impressed. But I'm also (laughs) like, I'm also like, you know, you can definitely find something just as good from Kiehl's because I guarantee you nine out of 10 times celebrities are going to a contract manufacturer and asking them to make it so that they can put their name on it. And so are so many other brands. So you don't really need it unless you are a Sierra fan or unless you are a, <laughs> I don't know, a Haley Bieber fan or whatever. Um, I would just say do what works. The, the moral of the story is do what works for you. If it was working, don't go and do salicylic acid. <laughs> don't go and do salicylic acid. Just do what works for you, whether that's a celebrity or not. Also, I don't know if y'all can hear my cat, but no. she's also saying do what works for you. Period. Period. <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, To comment on the anti-aging thing, because I've been thinking about this for a while, because I remember when I was in college, like, it, I'm talking like, 18 19 you know the the age you're in college i had a friend that used anti-aging stuff 
and I'm like, what? I mean, Ooh. they were white. Um, but I'm just like, what? Well, yeah. Um, but honestly, honestly, I'm so sorry, but like, you're gonna age how you age. Like, right? I that's honestly how I feel. Um, you're just gonna age how you age, and I feel like no cream is going to. I mean, maybe it'll help make things a little gentler. But you're going to age how you age. You're going to look how you look. I also think that the best way to change how you look can't just be the products. It got to be how you eat, how you exactly. live. Like the, like uh, so many other things. Yes. Like I feel like people will run and slather all this stuff on their face. But it's like, hey, you should like drink more water. And they're like, absolutely not. You know, it's like you have to put down like Diet Coke. Things like that. Like I see so many people who are obsessed with Diet Coke, but I'm like, don't don't pick up no hyaluronic acid, no vitamin C, because it's never going to be able to compete with like that. What you're like putting inside of your body. It's like it, it's like a full 360. Like I know vitamin C like will help to reduce lines and you know plump and all those things. But if you're one, if you just meant to have lines. You're just going to have them and that's okay. But the the best way to kind yeah. of like shine from the inside out is to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I mean, I'll end off. <laughs> I'll end off with a, a nice quote from the FDA, which is that cosmetics are regulated as cosmetics and not drugs. And cosmetics are actually intended to make the appearance of something better. Drugs are meant to go beyond and beneath and actually work from a much deeper level. So at the end of the day, that anti-aging cream is really only going to help you on the surface. So just live your life and do what works for you. Exactly. Period. And also, sidebar, um, my coworkers thought I was 24 today. So, <laughs> period. Exactly. Just a, and just a humble brag. Love that. They thought I was 24. <laughs> love that so much. Um AJ, thank you so much for joining us today. I feel like I've learned so much and I'm just so happy to, you know, get a chance to hear from you and like, you know, your voice. I feel like Mm -hmm. I hear so much of your (laughs) tweets. I hear so much of your Instagram, but this has definitely brought us closer together and we're happy to have you. Please, please, please let the people know where to find you so that they can stay connected and continue to learn. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Drop Dead AJ. On oh, Drop Dead spelled the way it sounds like it's spelled, and then AJ. <laughs> um, and then on Twitter at AJ is writing, um, writing spelled like writing a book. And then you can find Sula Labs at Sula Labs on Instagram and Sula Labs on Twitter. And you can find me in the lab at literally any given moment. <laughs> and thank y'all for having me. Thank you for being here and taking the like, you know, invitation and just like, you know, just making. Oh, I've yourself, been waiting for this day. Yeah, <laughs> making yourself present. Like, I just thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Aww. Yes. 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 We appreciate you, um, y'all. Thank you for listening. Y'all can find us on the gram. Follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Brunch. Follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Brunch. You can also email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. See, AJ wrote to us. We responded. And now she's naming us as part of the process, which we love. So make sure y'all are 
writing to us. Also, make sure to subscribe to our Patreon. It's a pay-as-you-wish model. The link is on our Instagram um, bio. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Iman Mate. You can find me on uh, Twitter at It's Mate and Sabria. And you can find me at It's Frankenfem on Instagram and TikTok and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. All right, y'all. That's the show. Bye.